Hello, everyone. We're here for some fun. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Just bouncing in her chair. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you have the energy because I do not have the energy. It's because I am fueled from caffeine. I'm sipping on my first cup today. I'm a little I, behind. I had a busy morning. I have to have it first thing in the morning. Um, You want to hear what happened to me yesterday? I would love to. I got bit by a fucking bee. You mean stung by yeah, a bee? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is in grammar time with I Gina. I don't think bees have teeth Maybe and they mouth. do. How do you know? Have you ever looked in their mouths? Uh, I'm pretty I've seen, sure. I've seen a bee's life and or bee movie. A bee's life. <laughs> That's a bug's life. But bee movie, they have teeth when he smiles. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, though. All right. He stung me. That he stung you, yes. And the crazy thing is, I'm allergic to bees. How oh, how how did that work out? What happened? <sighs> Pretty lackluster. I'm still alive. <laughs> but um, I was scared because I have my son and then I was babysitting my niece and we were out on a walk and I'm like, what if something starts happening? And I was talking to my niece. I'm like, if if you start noticing me talking weird or I stop being able to breathe, I'm oh like, my put Benadryl in my throat and call 911. And she's like, oh, okay. She was like all prepared, all ready. And she kept asking me, do you need a Benadryl? Do you need a Benadryl? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, no. But the sh- that shit's hurt. I mean, are you sure it wasn't a yellow jacket? I don't know what it was. I didn't see it. Because the yellow jackets this year are freaking crazy. They are aggressive. There's so many yes. of them. Like, I don't know what happened with the season where there's so many, but I mean, there's a shit ton around mm-hmm. our house too. And we spray like for bugs and shit. So well, we were out on a walk and I had Gatsby too and I was holding the leash and all of a sudden I felt something burning on my hand and I literally threw the leash oh, <laughs> and no. my niece was so quick and, and smart. She just stepped over and stepped on top of the leash. So I mean, my dog won't run away or anything anyways, but so I have honestly no idea what it was. It may not have been a bee, but I'm assuming because <laughs> it feels like a bee thing. Well, hold on. <laughs> Hold the fuck on. Yes. <laughs> this story has gone from a bee biting you. Yeah. He took <laughs> to... a bite out of my skin. He went. <sighs> You're not even sure what it was. It had to have been a bee. <laughs> what else would it have been? I don't know. Maybe you just pulled the leash through your hand. <laughs> no, it's like one of those plastic ones. And it's still, you can tell there's something in it. It's like a stinger. Oh. You know what? Screw you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Fuck off, man. She didn't even see it. What a nice best friend I have. <laughs> it could have been like an ant that crawled on your hand or something. You just... Yeah. Well, on a walk, an ant crawled on my hand oh and bit me. Oh, my God. But it did remind me, because I was looking up on online last night, like what the symptoms were, what it felt like, because it was fine. Like it was irritating feeling, but like if I touched anything cold on it, it hurt a million oh. times more. So then one of the things online, it said it could have been a fire ant. And then that reminded me of your survivor story. It's mm, yes. crazy. I Well, we all know I lived in Florida for a number of years. Those fire ants are nothing to fuck with. I got bit by fire ants on my feet or ankles so many times. It sucks. You even get like little blisters from where they bite you. Mm. Okay, like so the- it's not a fire ant. Do we have fire ants in Wisconsin? I don't think I've ever seen them. I don't, I don't think know. we do. Maybe need like the warm climate. More of a southern thing. Well, well anyways, thanks for your sympathy. <laughs> I appreciate it. I could have died. You know what? When you come over next time, I'm slipping some almonds in your <gasps> tissue that you need. <sighs> yeah, bitch. Now what? Now what? <laughs> You know what, though? I carry an EpiPen on me, so... Well, aren't you just special? Joke's you. must be you. a millionaire. You'd have to turn around and save my life. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Chris yeah, called me up. they made EpiPens, like, really expensive That's now. what I'm saying. You must... You must be a millionaire. I did not have to pay that for my EpiPen, thank goodness, so... Who'd you suck? Well... Yeah, exactly. It's for me to know... <laughs> That's why I don't have an EpiPen anymore. You took care of me and I gave it to you. <laughs> well, as we all know, we're in fall now. We are in pumpkin spice land, pumpkin spice everything. Mm-hmm. I like my uh, Chobani oat milk 
pumpkin spice creamer. But I read an article Uh and I want to know how we feel about this. If possibly the pumpkin has gone too far. Okay, I have an example of how pumpkin spice has gone too far. (laughs) Cheerios. Yeah, I saw that at the grocery store. I was like, "Mm, Mm -mm. can't get behind that one. I do like pumpkin pie. Me too. I like whipped cream. Well, I have to have whipped cream on a deep of pumpkin pie. I can't eat plain pumpkin pie. Mm -hmm, That's fair. This one, this article, I was like, "Mm, I'm not so sure. Mac and cheese. No. No, I don't even see how that would taste good because it's... Well, so they uh, said they added pumpkin puree to box mac and cheese. Mm-mm. Three tablespoons specifically of canned pumpkin to the cooked macaroni along with butter, milk, and powdered cheese. This person says as they stirred everything together, the canned pumpkin melted into the sauce, making it thicker, creamier, and even more orange. <laughs> <laughs> In a word, luscious, downright luscious. I mean, Adds I would to the flavor. try it. I would try it if somebody had it, but I wouldn't go out of my way to make it. I mean, I think this would be the only way to, is to make it yourself with the boxed version. No, I mean, like if somebody, I was at someone's house and they had made it, oh, I would take you would a try it. Full. I got yeah. you. It says the pumpkin puree enhanced cheesiness without tasting noticeably like pumpkin. 10 out of 10, they would use this hack all fall. Say that again. What's that? Say it again. The pumpkin puree enhanced cheesiness without tasting noticeably like pumpkin. Okay, so what's the freaking point? <laughs> like, you're like, I want pumpkin spice everything, and I like it. It's so good because it doesn't taste like pumpkin. Well, they said noticeably like pumpkin, so maybe that's the key. At the three tablespoons, it just adds like a a hint of pumpkin. Hmm. They have a uh, pumpkin spice condoms too. I did see that. Oh. I don't know about sucking dick with a condom on, though. Let's talk about this for a second. Okay. <laughs> How would that even feel really good for the guy? Because I think the point of, like, sucking a dick is, like, you're slobbering and getting all this, like, wet and, like, <laughs> you know. How are you going to do that on a piece of rubber? You know what? It's It feels the same, Gina. No. We're out here trying to promote safe, healthy sex. I mean, <laughs> yes, I think we should all have safe, healthy sex. But sucking someone's dick is a personal thing. It's always like going down on somebody. Yeah, but you got to protect yourself from STDs in your mouth. Okay, well, say with your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend. You've been seeing each other, you know, exclusively, but still wearing condoms. No, you wear a condom until you're married. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm done with you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say that I've personally never sucked a dick with a condom on it. But who says you ha- because it's pumpkin spice flavored doesn't mean you have to be sucking dick. Maybe when you warm it up from friction, it just starts smelling. Oh my mm, god. I can smell the pumpkin spice when you're like <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 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 and then it's like, "Oh, d- did somebody light a candle in here?" No, no that's honey. Just my pussy. You're welcome. I got you basic bitch pumpkin spice condoms for your sniffing pleasure. Oh, my gosh. Or it could be the guy, too, who really likes pumpkin spice, and then he has it, and then he does doggy style, because then he would really be the one smelling it. smells the pumpkin spice. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say, though, that this was probably done for taste, not for smell. Okay. Trying to make a condom not taste bad. What about, you know, dental dams? You cut a condom into a dental dam to go down on a girl. There you go. I would rather somebody (laughs) not go down on me than put a fucking (laughs) dental dam on. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm solid. I am so good. Okay. I will Uh -uh. say a dental dam is more weird to me than sucking someone off with a condom on i agree yeah i would be like i'm all set How we just don't have into, to like, do that all those little nooks and crannies that you want licked i mean it's that that for sure <laughs> would be weird i would be all set i'd be like we just don't or we don't have to do that we're good no just fuck it's fine yeah so i don't know if you've experienced a blowjob with a condom flavored on. condom I with mean, a condom on period it doesn't okay, have to be flavored this is the other thing though Oh, no. You have sex with this flavored condom on, okay, and then maybe you're going for round two, and then you're giving a blowjob, and then it maybe the dick just still tastes like 
pumpkin spice. After taking the condom off? Yes. Maybe it hmm. maybe it penetrates the pores <laughs> of the penis. <laughs> Penile Have pores. Have you ever sucked a dick with a condom on? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it was really... This is probably t- TMI, but I, um, when I was younger, I had dated this guy who was a virgin and uh, wanted to stay that way until marriage. And wait, he wanted to stay that way until marriage? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I dated him. He was a really nice guy. Just very boring to me, though, in general. <laughs> I was going like, to say, a really nice guy doesn't usually no. <laughs> no, but he was like, he would be somebody that you'd be cool being friends with. Okay. Like, even like a girl-guy friendship because he was so kind. But like, he had never gone to a Mexican restaurant before. He'd never tried oh, sushi. Oh, you talked about this guy before. Yeah. Yes. Because okay. we ended up running into one of his friends who remembered that I had dated him and then we had a good laugh about it. The guy too. Oh, see, yeah. y'all were making fun of him. No, because I just said he was nice, but he was just boring. <laughs> and then his friend was like, yeah, he, I kind of see where you get. You were there. You were with me in this. But you know what? Anyways, he was obsessed with Vaseline. Well, yeah, because he is probably fucking jerking off all the time. Yes, but so one night we were at his house and he wanted a hand job, right? Okay, like this makes me sound like this is so funny. <laughs> but so he sneaks into his sister's room and gets this like Costco size Vaseline. Oh, I'm not even man. kidding you, which was weird that he got it from his sister's room, first of all. Maybe they shared the tub. He put a condom on and then I was giving a hand job with the Vaseline? Fistfuls of Vaseline. Oh, my God. So what's even more weird? A hand job with the condom? Yeah. Uh, I think what's more weird here is fistfuls of Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, I had the softest hands for like weeks. I bet. That had to have been like quite a sound too with the Vaseline and the condom. They were trying to be all quiet it's so like, his parents don't wake up. And a little rub, rub from the condom, the rubber. Yeah, that didn't last very long, that relationship. Yeah. I wonder if he still likes his Vaseline. Mm, I don't know and don't care. (laughs) But I am a Vaseline-aholic myself. I I use Vaseline for any, like, cuts, burns, scrapes, under my eyes. I use it. I have a thing of Vaseline everywhere. Remember that song about Vaseline? From Stone Temple Pilots? No. Flies in the Vaseline we are. No, don't use jelly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Any of these. She uses Vaseline. Flaming lips. I know a guy who reminds me of Cher. He's always changing the color of his hair. You don't use things you can buy at the store. Oh, my. I don't even know that much (laughs) of the song. I probably have it on my phone. (laughs) I am an aquaphor girl. If there's a cut or a burn or a scrape or anything like that, I'm strictly aquaphor. I have aquaphor too, but uh, I just... I don't even own one container of Vaseline. Well, I make up for it myself. But (laughs) I actually had just looked up the other day the guy who invented Vaseline or like had... I shouldn't say invented, (laughs) but he found it. He would eat a tablespoon of Vaseline every day. That makes me want to throw up. That is gross. That's disgusting. I... Use it on so much stuff, but I could never imagine eating it. No. no. Can you imagine the coating it would have in your mouth <laughs> before you swallowed it? Have you ever <laughs> have you ever swallowed castor oil? Uh, I'm gonna throw yes. up. Yes, no, this one is bad. <laughs> My mouth is watering. So, okay, so you know, have you ever seen the movie Little Man? I don't the think Wayans so. brother movie. No. Okay, so Marlon Wayans plays this little guy but he looks like a baby so this family adopts him you know how i love my wayans brothers but so he's really just like this criminal anyways he swallows this huge diamond and this other lady sees that he's like constipated so she gives him castor oil and so he like can shit this diamond out well i had problems with being constipated before and i thought of this movie so i was like oh i'm gonna try castor oil oh that the thought of it right now i could it could make me throw up because of the like the taste the smell the consistency it works it really truly works it took like four or five hours for it to really get but it got things a moving (laughs) 
But that flavor, it, it like is so gross. I wonder if you could mix it with something. No, you and probably it's still like, taste it's it. It's oil. It's like thick baby oil. <coughs> and then it smells like it smells like something you'd use for like a car part it's yeah, gross that's nasty <laughs> so the inventor or founder of vaseline his name is sir robert augustus cheese bro cheese bro cheese bro mm-hmm. interesting yep it says uh he lived to be 96 years old and was such a believer in vaseline that he claimed to have eaten a spoonful of it every day maybe this guy was onto something Truly disturbing and disgusting. Mm-mm. He was on to nothing, in my opinion. He was on to clogging his veins. No, he lived to 96. So we've talked before about how our listeners send us in memes and stuff, which we love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought this one was hilarious. Kayla sent us in this. <laughs> and it's in reference to WAP, wet-ass uh-huh. pussy. Okay. By uh, Cardi B and Megan V. Stallion. <laughs> it says, bring a bucket and a mop for this wet-ass porpoise. <laughs> <laughs> it is somebody dressed up like a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, literally, man. they're wearing a red, like, tight, sexy shirt. Their bottom half, they have put blue body paint on themselves, and then they're wearing, like, a rubber dolphin head mask. Oh, my God. She said, I guess I kind of get the dolphin fucking thing in this case. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when they're human, more human-like, it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because the girl's got, like, a nice, you know, booty in this. She's got big old titties. (laughs) All right, relax. (laughs) Calm down. Oh, it's a bodysuit. I see. So, yeah. Speaking of Mm -hmm. which, I purchased Seduced by Bigfoot and Ravaged by the Yeti. Have you started reading it yet? I I have not. I still haven't started reading Mothman yet either. I'm behind. I need to... You know what? As soon as the weather starts getting cooler, that's I've already said this, that's when I'm going to curl up with my Mothman and my wool socks on. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm, I'm saving it. I'm, I'm nervous that it's going to be like a really long book. I'm also really nervous that I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, right? You don't. Um, you know what? It's only 90 pages, so I think I will be good. Yeah, it's going to be a quick read. So next episode, I hope to have a nice, full, solid book report for you. <laughs> you know what? You're, you're going to show up. I'm going to have like a Yeti and Bigfoot shirt on and like a hat and you're going to see figurines everywhere. I'm like gonna, obsessed. Mm-hmm, I'm going to make and I'm going to invent a Bigfoot dildo. Oh, that reminds me. Chico had sent us another book. There's like this whole monster erotica fetish that's out there. This what has called... gone wrong in your life? <laughs> that this is... Or right. What goes right in your life? You never know. You're camping. <laughs> a little knock on the tent. And you open it up. And there's Bigfoot. And he just looks hot. And you're like... <laughs> you know what? I'm going to write about this. This is time. And so he picks you up. And he carries you by the lake. And you're making out and rolling around in the sand. And you just have to relive this whole night again. So you read these sorts of novels. Mm -hmm. I'm reading it for education purposes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, he sent us one fap for the Mothman. I don't know what fap is. Fat ass pussy. (laughs) (laughs) But I kind of like read the review or no not the review what do you call that the synopsis Mm -hmm. is that right it said that this one it turns out that mothman is gender fluid and capable of producing whatever genitalia it needs to get the job done now that is fucking interesting so there is plenty of mothman or monster whatever erotica books out there i'm gonna have to read mine when you read yours I'm gonna I'm gonna start. So by next episode, well, I don't know how. Do you know how long your book is? Mine's only ninety pages. Mine's not that thick either. So, <sighs> so yeah, book report next episode. Okay, get cracking. <laughs> but you know what? I'm if I can't finish it, 
can't finish it. Oh, mine was on sale too. It was two bucks. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Bonus. Yeah, because it was six ninety nine when you talked about it. Who knows? Now I'm terrified. We watched so we watched the social dilemma. Did you watch that uh-huh. on Netflix? Chris and I watched it too. Basically they're saying click on this and then this starts popping up and you start seeing this and blah blah blah. What the hell shit is gonna start popping up right? on my news feeds? I mean, same, because we've clicked on plenty of these now. Yeah. Okay, so looking up FAP, a slang term for male masturbation. So male masturbation for Mothman? I don't know. I guess. Well, then I go into Urban Dictionary because now that's like an easy click for my phone here. This is another way of saying masturbation. Maybe you've heard of, and these are a whole shit ton other ways to say masturbation. So I thought this is funny. Oh, boy. Tickling the pickle. Oh, we've all heard that. Choking the chicken. <laughs> Jackie the beanstalk. Five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> Five knuckle shuffle. I like that. Uh, Having a wank, masturbating, busting a nut, jerking the gherkin. Choking I, Char- I always liked that one. <laughs> jerking the gherkin. Choking Charlie till he throws up. <laughs> <laughs> This is my rifle, this is my gun, this is for shooting, and this is for fun. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What about female ones? My favorite for females is tickling the taco. Hmm. Let me look it up. Flicking the bean, I I remember always being one. I never understood that because you don't flick it. Like, if anybody tries to, like, flick, I'd be like, what are you? You do not know what you're doing. (laughs) Right? Hey, we've learned that everybody out there is different. There's something for everybody. I guarantee you there is people out there who like their clit flicked for sure. You Like you'd flick someone's nose or forehead? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They get out there like, flick it. Ah, yes. Hmm. Flick I'm... it again. <laughs> flick my bean. Oh. Um, I'm not finding another names for. Oh, wow. Oh, here's Urban Thesaurus has it. Jillin, Jack in the Box, Flicking the Bean, Pat the Bunny, Frapping, Frig, Beat the Bush, <laughs> Clitar Hero, <laughs> Roast Beef DJ. Oh, that sounds disgusting. Beat the Cat. Roast Beef DJ? Are you going like this? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, roughing the diamond. Oh. Polishing the canoe. <laughs> Finger painting the Oval Office. <laughs> Gosh. There is a lot for female ones. I have to say the roast beef DJ is probably my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So today's episode is our true crime episode. And keeping along that, we got a, an email in from one of our listeners. She wants to remain anonymous, which is fair, after you hear this story. Oh, boy. Hey, y'all. I just got done listening to Monday's episode, and I felt so compelled to share this story because, let's be honest, you just never know. I met my husband in July of 2017. 52 days later, we bought my ring, and I knew he was my forever Hold on to your britches. It isn't going where you think, lol. He spent basically his entire life in the military, 21 years. So where I met him is not where his family lived. His parents and siblings lived super far away. So after retiring, we decided it was his turn to live close to family. I lived near my family my entire life, minus the three years I did in the service. So why not? He deserves all the things and I will do anything to make his life better. We were married almost one year to the day after meeting and made the 16-hour drive from our southern place to our not-so-southern place literally three days later. I found out I was pregnant nine days after that and we renovated our house top to bottom. Fast forward to the shit show of 2019. Buckle up, girls. We had spent the last year spending time with his parents and both sets of siblings. One sibling, for anonymity purposes, we will call Sharon. You will get it later. Sharon has been with Pete, haha, <laughs> for about four years. <laughs> Dating, then married, pregnant on the honeymoon, etc. Sounds perfect. Also, Pete has been nothing but amazing to Sharon, helping with the kids, keeping up with the busy lifestyle they lead, teaching high school at an all boy Catholic high school and working an extra job to pay for a new house they had just bought. We'll let the shit show begin. The story that you guys shared on the Chicken Alfredo seduction episode about the pedophile was eerily close to the one I am going to share. My husband and I are standing at my daughter's parent-teacher conference when my husband's phone rings. He answers because we are still waiting. His face falls, he hangs up, is literally shaking, and says, 
My sister's life is over. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What do you mean? I need something. Well, the teacher calls our name, so we go in with our straight faces, listen to this honor teacher, brag on her child who's amazingly smart, and I'm trying not to roll my eyes out loud because I have no idea what fucking landmine we are about to enter, and this lady is telling me all the things I already know. We finally, after what seems like 843 hours, get out of this meeting. Me thinking I know Pete, maybe he got a DWI. Wrong. He was arrested for a solicitation of a minor. But what was crazy and made me think to write into y'all was that he was messaging a 15-year-old boy that turned out to be a, you guessed it, undercover cop. Wait, there is more. At the trial, the prosecution side read a text that Pete had sent to the 15-year-old that literally explained what a blowjob would feel like because let's face it, he thought he was texting a child. He was planning to meet this child at a park seriously like was he being dropped off to suck your dick was his mom going to drop him off y'all don't understand i have gone to so many dark places and down so many rabbit holes that sometimes my husband wondered if i would ever come out makes me think of that song just trying to get my dick sucked yuck anyways sharon who has two small boys and a daughter who she was pregnant with when this happened stayed yes she did gross which i can't get you you have to protect your children. Yeah. So my family refused to ever be around Pete again for obvious reasons. We kept hoping and praying Sharon would get the fuck out of there, and here we are. I still have trouble looking at her or being around her because even with the therapy and meetings, do the pedophiles actually stop? Which I don't believe it would I don't stop. think they do either. And do the 12 steps always work the first time? And you have kids, Sharon, boys. Well, let me piss y'all off even more than you already are. His family is well off, hired a big-time attorney, so you guessed it. The douchebag got off with probation. Get the fuck out of here. The only negatives that happened towards him, he lost his car, impounded, his cell phone with all his hookups, yuck, and he lost his teaching job, obviously. He was arrested Wednesday night, only missed a Thursday and Friday of work as a teacher. His parents had a car that he still uses to this day, and that Monday he went to work for his uncle, making more money than he was at the two jobs before. Yes, you read that right. White privilege much? Yuck again. Come to find out, Pete was receiving oral sex from men younger than him, but over 18 years old, for two years. Insert vomit face. Meaning, he was knocking his wife up and then going to find someone to suck his dick. I wonder if that is considered dirty dicking. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's considered dirty dicking. He was on that gay site grinder for two years, and that is where he got caught up. Sharon, who wrote the judge a letter, is one of those people who is super book smart, has a master's degree, and has been in therapy long enough to know how to write a letter expressing how pissed off she is, but at the same time showing grace. She probably pulled on the heartstrings of a mother and blah, blah, blah. So what does present day look like, you ask? I'm not sure about what hers looks like, but I will imagine no sleep and constant looking over her shoulder. You know, living with a pedophile. Ew. As for my husband and I, our two girls, we are living the dream. We are biding our time until we find our forever home. Back south, of course, in a year or two. Like, can we get the fuck out of here quick enough? No. No, we cannot. I'm also working on getting my husband to agree to knock me up. (laughs) Well, just one more. Oh, yeah. And why did I choose those names for anonymity? Because when it comes to my man, I don't give a fuck. I am not Sharon. Sharing. As for Pete, it is the closest name to pedophile, which is what we actually call him. Anyways, I tried to make it as short as possible, but also felt like I had to share. We never saw this coming. My stepson had stayed at their house 15 at the time. My daughters had been there. You just never know. It happens every day and it is scary as fuck. Hold them babies tight. Anyways, I love listening to y'all and I, like everyone, have done a lot of stupid shit. I thought for sure it would be a drunk story or a sex story that would I would send in for my first time, but I guess this will do. I listen to y'all at work and there have been so many times that I get so tickled I have to pause it to regain composure. Ha ha ha. Also, I love the true crime episodes to mix things up y'all are awesome so keep that shit up and what a good idea to come out with a new episode on mondays y'all make my mondays not so monday ish until next time anonymous wow that's a crazy story what a shame though that's all he literally got was a slap on the wrist after trying to accost a 15 year old boy this man should never even been a fucking teacher no He was probably like masturbating under his desk to the young kids in the school. Like, that's so fucking gross. We have talked about this. I have no pity for a fucking pedophile. Like, none. Fucking burn them all. I understand how there's so much leniency over it. Right. And they get out. There's really not a whole lot of repercussions. I just truly believe these people don't stop. I agree. And you're fucking ruining that child's Mm -hmm. life. That's so fucked up. Like, especially nowadays, not that it was ever okay, but even nowadays, 
I feel like our kids are growing up so much quicker. Yes, agreed. You know, like let them be kids and enjoy being kids. Don't fucking take their childhood from him. Like I have no pity for a pedophile, period, dot, end of fucking story. Agreed. Thank you for sharing that story. I'm sorry that that is what your life has to, what you have to deal with in your life. Yeah, I don't blame her for wanting to get the fuck out of there. I wouldn't want to be around them either. You could never, ever, ever, ever trust that person ever again. And Sharon is an awful person too because she needs to protect her children. Yeah, you need to wake the fuck up. Clearly, her husband doesn't want to be in a committed relationship if he's on any kind of grinder, Tumblr, Bumbler, whatever the fuck they're all called. If you're on any of those dating websites, you're not interested in being in a committed marriage. Mm -mm. I don't care what you're looking for. Obviously, he doesn't want a woman. So why would he marry a woman if he wants men i just don't get it so right she's she's sick too for staying in that situation like have more respect for yourself and your kids especially your kids it's not like he got in trouble for a dui or for you know i don't know something that you can be like all right that was fucked up but let's let's get past this let's work on this your man was arrested for being a pedophile yeah i (laughs) Mm. 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 Well, yes, I'm very sorry, too, that you have to deal with that. Per usual, like the articles that pop up for me, there's always a Florida man one, I feel. <laughs> uh-huh. oh. So Winter Haven police said that Jermaine Williams, 46, called 911 early Friday morning to report a dead body at the McDonald's on Fifth Street. Oh, my God. So originally I was like, oh, wow, a dead body? Like, that's crazy. Officers responded to the fast food restaurant where they found no body, just Williams sitting on the curb. He told the police he called a number of times earlier in the night to ask for a ride. Oh, And that's the one thing that will get them there is a yep. dead body. Uh-huh. <laughs> Does it say where he wanted to go? No, he no. just needed a ride. <laughs> oh, they charge Williams with misuse of 911 and he's being held at the Polk County Jail. Oh like, come God. on. Maybe he wanted a ride to the police station, so it worked out perfectly <laughs> for him. <laughs> he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say there's a body here. So then they have to come and then I'll be like, hey, I need a ride. Yeah. What? One of my ex-boyfriends was a firefighter, and he, they would talk about the really stupid phone calls that they would – or not phone calls, but the calls that they'd have to go out on. Oh, and I'm sure. one woman kept calling, and she – I don't remember what her initial complaint was, but the finally the one that got them to go over to her, she said she was having – heart pain so they go there and they find her in her front lawn with a flashlight and she's like walking around and here she called them because she wanted them to help her find her dentures oh, <laughs> no yeah it's like oh my god oh my goodness well before we go into true crime um i did have one little story that could be for a mixed bag of nuts this is from dan he said my mixed bag of nuts story was better than shit in a golf hole lol that wasn't his story he's that was a pretty good one yeah he's talking shit shit about the pooping in a golf hole thing i thought was funny my best friend lost his virginity to a prostitute in the village in nyc he was 20 and flipping out that he would never get laid he was 100 pounds overweight so it looked bleak one of our friends suggested a hooker (laughs) wait what a jerk it looked bleak Oh, man. So we went to the city. He spotted one on the corner. They negotiated a price, went up to the room, and with us waiting downstairs for about 30 minutes, two ambulances arrived at the hotel. Of course, we were freaking out. Long story short, she snorted an eight ball and died underneath (gasps) my heavy friend just as he finished. LOL. Sad for her, but a lifetime of jokes for us. Oh, my gosh. Uh And I was like, I would never want to have sex again. I would be terrified. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Well, because he probably felt like maybe he crushed her or something. He said, LOL, he did okay. Married three kids and a horrible wedding toast by a wasted best man that almost broke up the wedding. I said, <gasps> oh, no, let me guess. You were the best man. He said, sorry, not me. I am not evil. Aww. I love the show. Listen to all of them. Thanks for the laughs. But- oh, man, because that person probably brought that up. Hey, you remember when you fucked that prostitute? Yeah, she, she died, died under you. <laughs> I mean, if that... That was my fiance or husband. It's a story I would want to know. I'd have a lot of questions. 
Yeah. But obviously his outlook wasn't that bleak if he got married and has children. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just had to give him a hard time for saying his outlook was bleak. Uh-huh. No, I I agree. But that's what guys do. They just shit yeah, on each other. Yeah, guys totally do that. They just give each other a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And if you're close guy friends, you can do that too. But. I mean, me and you kind of have that relationship too, obviously. We do. I got zero sympathy from my poor bee sting. You don't even, your bee bite? It's my bite. <laughs> that you didn't even know if really was a bee. <laughs> You're such a bitch. You're getting your knees prepped for the Benadryl and it was probably just like an ant or something. <laughs> Laugh it up. That's the funniest part to me. Uh-huh. Laugh it up over there. Jeez. I'm going to go cry in my bedroom now. <laughs> Is there for real still a stinger in your There's finger? something. It hurts, man. Even at the gym today. So I was like holding on to you know, the dumbbells or barbells, and anytime it rubs right over there, it hurts. Try pulling it out. Can some... you have a little sympathy for me? Aww. Like, you're supposed to baby me. I could have died. Well, My hand could fall off. I feel like we should get the tweezers out and try to dig I'm that I'm not letting out. you anywhere near my damn hand now, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, I guess we should pop into our true crime huh let's pop in i'm obsessed with crime shows like period and i really love 48 hours and this one was like a recent one Ooh. so i was like ooh, this was interesting because a lot of them are older and i do really like our survivor ones i'd like to do more of the survivor ones mm-hmm. so this is about kaylee mendati mendidi i can't remember how they pronounced it um she was 19 years old from houston texas on october 30th 2017 her parents received a call that their daughter had been involved in an incident and life flighted to a hospital in texas they had done cpr on her seven times every time they got her heart started she would crash and it would stop again two days after she was life flighted to the hospital doctors told her parents she was brain dead from trauma to her head and oh. a severe brain injury my God. I know. So her organs were donated per her wish, and she was taken off of life support. And she was like a very, she was a beautiful girl. She was in college in a sorority, a cheerleader. So she had her life ahead of her. That's so sad. Yeah. So she also had a boyfriend, Jet, that she was on and off again. And another guy named Mark that she had met when she was on and off with Jet. They both knew about each other and they didn't like each other at all. So October 29th, Mark had rushed Kaylee to the hospital when all of this happened. And police interviewed him in the hospital chapel. He told the police that him and Kaylee had spent the weekend at a music festival in San Antonio, drank a bunch of alcohol, and took a bunch of MDMA which is ecstasy for those who don't know. Mark said just hours earlier, they left the festival in his Mercedes and got into an argument because Kaylee told Mark that she still had feelings for her ex, Jet. He told her she needed to get over him because he wasn't worth her time, her friends were fake, etc. He said then that they stopped at a gas station parking lot where they had makeup sex. But it turned very rough where he choked her. But he said... They liked to have rough sex, but not choke her, hit her like hard. He just was claiming that they liked to have rough, rough sex all the time and that this it was consensual, that she liked to have it too. Because it was unclear like what had happened to Kaylee. He just brought her to the hospital unresponsive, saying that, you know, they had rough sex, whatever. Then he noticed she stopped breathing. Hmm. So he said after sex, Kaylee passed out. And that she wasn't feeling too good before she passed out. He was going to drive her to his place in Houston to stay the night, but claimed she stopped snoring and he had a bad feeling. So he reached over and felt her throat and didn't feel anything and started freaking out. And that's when he rushed her to the nearest hospital. He wasn't charged at the time. And then the medical examiner's report came back that she died from blunt force head and face trauma and labeled it a homicide. Mm -hmm. So then several weeks after that, Mark was charged with murder and sexual assault. Because that's more than just choking then. That's actually like being hit in the face yeah. yeah if you're if you have head trauma bad enough that you die from it yeah that's not just rough sex no not at all so he pled not guilty and was released on bail the trial was two years later after this kaylee was covered in bruises from head to toe and the defense claimed it was from the hospital staff trying to revive her a paramedic cheryl testified that she was driving an ambulance up to the hospital that night when a vehicle suddenly appeared in her rearview mirror 
The car was honking and flashing the lights, and before she even got out, she saw a gentleman hollering and screaming, telling her his girlfriend is not breathing and he needs help. She saw inside his car, Kaylee, and that she was exposed and her pants and clothes were on the floorboard by her feet and she had bruises on her. She started CPR, and she said that she had bruises on the inside of her legs, but not on her face. It was even said, too, that Mark had allegedly told the hospital staff that Kaylee may have overdosed as well, too. So to me, there was a lot of inconsistencies with Mark, like with his story, with what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, saying it's rough know. sex. Oh, it might be an overdose. Oh, the hospital people were too rough on her. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. So police photographs also show that Mark's hands from that night were very red, like his knuckles and things like that. So I don't know. At the time he was questioned, he was also like very muscular, like he was ripped. And it was said by friends that he did steroids. And then two years later at the trial, he was so much smaller that he was unrecognizable to one of the officers who had originally questioned Mark. Probably because he's not on the roids. Right. But... He was released, so he could have been. So it's why did he stop all of a sudden? Because he was out on bail. Money? Right. I don't know. So Mark originally cooperated with investigators and allowed them to search his car. Investigators believe that he lied about the location he had sex with Kaylee as well. And then he changed his story later, saying they had sex at some random parking lot and then went to the gas station and that she had stated she didn't feel good after having sex. But this new location was a parking lot of a hamburger chain's office building that was a 40-minute drive from the gas station. Mm. So if she wasn't feeling good, why did he wait? Mm-hmm. 40 minutes to go to this gas station. And the autopsy also showed that she had blunt force injuries to her face and head. And that that was when the defense tried to claim that it was from the hospital staff trying to revive her. But that doesn't make sense to me. How is hospital staff trying to revive you have anything to do with blunt force trauma to your head? Mm-mm. Bruises maybe, but... I wouldn't even think bruises on your head either, though. So then they start, you know, looking into Mark a little bit more. One of Kaylee's roommates testified that she had witnessed a fight where Mark threw Kaylee against a wall. Oh, boy. And then there was an incident where she wanted to go to a party and he didn't want her to go. She went anyways. And so they got into this big fight and she left and people in the dorm room next to them heard some stuff. And so they called the police. The police showed up and it was Mark at her apartment and he had trashed her apartment. He didn't want to let the cops in, but he had no choice because it wasn't his apartment. Mm -hmm. It was Kaylee's. He had thrown her clothes outside, etc. But he claimed that he was there waiting for her to get back from the party. Mm hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So to me, it seems like he's violent. Yes. Kaylee's parents claim that that she was just done with Mark after that, but he kept sending her pictures of him with a gun in his mouth, claiming he was going to kill himself <sighs> if she wouldn't talk to him, which I've heard this story so many times where the manipulation of, oh, I'm going to kill myself if you don't talk to me. It sickens me to hear that. Like people using that as an excuse, guilt tripping somebody to force them to talk to them. So Kaylee told her ex, Jet, that she wanted to get back together with him and she was going to break up with Mark at the music festival. There was plenty of witnesses around at the festival because she was afraid to break up with Mark. So she was using the festival as a place, a public place to break up with him because she was afraid of him. And then they were also seen arguing at the festival as well, too. Jet was also at the festival and saw Kaylee and Mark leave, and he said it seemingly was against Kaylee's wishes. So Kaylee's friends started calling and FaceTiming her when she didn't show up at the dorm or the sorority meeting that evening. And Mark even answered one of the FaceTime and claimed Kaylee couldn't talk right now and hung up the phone. They kept trying to contact her and got a Snapchat from Mark saying, go fuck yourselves, you stupid bitches. And then they started really searching for Kaylee because they were, you know, concerned about her. Right. Obviously, they didn't find her, but. And then Jet was also on trial, too, because he had seen this happening at the festival and you know was the other boy in the life for Kaylee but then it was revealed that Jet lied to the grand jury about seeing Mark force Kaylee into the car at the festival he just said he exaggerated it so then basically it made Jet look like a liar and he also pled the fifth over 30 times when he was asked about his drug activity while he was on probation It was alleged that he sold drugs to the students on campus, but the impact of him pleading to the fifth over 30 times just had a negative effect. Mm -hmm. That and he lied to the grand jury, so they were like, Mm -hmm. Jet just didn't even seem like his testimony was garbage after that. So 
They also had a forensic pathologist for the defense came in to look at the autopsy photos and reports, and they claim that she may have gotten head trauma from a fall, like she fell at the festival, and bruises may have been from organ donor preparation. She also could have had high blood pressure from MDMA that could have caused an increased chance of hemorrhage, and she did have very high levels of MDMA in her system, so though the defense was trying to say like any other way that could have caused what happened to Kaylee. So there's a lot going on here. A lot to unravel. Yeah, and to me, a lot of unanswered questions still. Mm -hmm. Like what really did happen to this poor girl? So a few hours into jury deliberation, the defense receives another phone call that could impact the outcome of the trial. A new witness working the front desk at the hospital that night that Kaylee was brought in said she saw her legs and they were pale and white with no bruises and that the paramedic was wrong. So... Because the paramedic member had said that her Mm -hmm. legs were covered in bruises. So now you have more contradicting stories of what could have possibly happened to this girl. The jury actually wasn't allowed to know about that, though, because it was the judge said that it was too late to call in the new witness. So 10 hours of deliberation over two days, there was a hung jury Mm. and a mistrial. The retrial is scheduled for January 2021. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I'm actually going to keep an eye on this one. I'm sure they'll have coverage on it mm-hmm. of what happened. This makes me want to like find pictures and start doing my own sleuthing. Yeah. Because to me, there's so many unanswered questions here. Uh-huh. He changed the location that they had sex. He did. He was consistent with saying that she said she didn't feel good after having sex. But when he changed the location to not at the gas station, it was 40 minutes away. Mm. So if she wasn't feeling good. I don't know. Why did he lie about that? Mm-hmm. Was she covered in bruises? Was she not? And if somebody gets violent with somebody, even once, who's to say they, they're not capable to do it again? Right. So her roommates and friends had already witnessed, you know, him being violent with Kaylee and, you know, that she was afraid of him. Mm-hmm. That's why she wanted to break up with him at the music festival because it was a public place. And then that night she died. Yeah. For me personally, though, I think I would trust a paramedic over just somebody working at the hospital desk, you know? Yeah, because that's what she's looking for. Right. Because as a paramedic, you're trying to figure out what tra- what trauma is happening to how to save this person. Mm-hmm. If you're just at point. a desk, I don't know. And plus, the hospital lights are like super bright. Like maybe she just saw something wrong. I don't know. Or also, I mean, how many people she may have seen that night come in? And then when is how long after that is she actually brought in as a witness and questioned? Well, and okay, maybe bruises on her from performing CPR, but not on her legs. Yeah. I'd have to see pictures. I'd want to see pictures. And this is this is one I I'll do some sleuthing of my own on to just Well, they had showed like the autopsy drawings. And I mean, there was so many on her, so many marks on her, bruises on her, things like that. As they were claiming these bruises could have been from, you know, organ donor preparation, CPR, things like that. But I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it, I feel like when this goes to trial again, there might be a little bit more that comes out. Yeah, Maybe. and that's what I was just thinking too. Like, even though I want to look things up myself, how much are you able to see? Because if it's still an open case. Right. Well, that was an interesting one. I know. I, I like it because we get to follow up on this one again. Her mom was so sweet too in this. Like, that's what always breaks my heart is the parents, you know, because she was like their baby, their pride and joy. I don't think they had any other children. But her mom did work really hard to get a clear alert bill passed. And it's only in Texas now, I believe, but the clear alert. So basically, there's an amber alert for children. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a silver alert. Isn't that mm-hmm. the silver alert for mm-hmm. elderly? Uh, there's really not anything in between that for adults. So the clear alert um, is for that. It's designed to close the gap between missing children and senior citizens. And it assists law enforcement in locating and rescuing missing, kidnapped, or abducted adults or adults who are in immediate danger of injury or death. Yeah, that's I a mean, good point. That's pretty cool. I don't think it's anywhere but Texas. I tried doing a little research and everything just kept popping up in Texas. So, But that is true. There's nothing for like that 
age gap for missing adults Mm -hmm. because basically they're just like, oh, you know, you're an adult. You're responsible for yourself. But in this case, like her friends were looking for her. They were concerned. They were very concerned because they were calling and FaceTiming her and Mark even answered once or, you know, answered them and called them bitches or whatever. That's another thing, too, then. If he's the one answering her phone, that's suspicious. I agree. And he's just Mm -hmm. claiming, oh, could have been the drugs, the choking during sex, or I don't know. I think he's guilty. Personally, I think he's guilty. To me, he was very manipulative. You know, she was already tried to break up them before that, and he was sending her the pictures of the gun in his mouth. Like, my gut says he's guilty. Now, I could be proven wrong. But my gut says he's guilty. Yeah, all all signs kind of point to him. But it's still very sad because her life is over regardless. She didn't do anything. She's a really beautiful mm-hmm. young lady. And all of her friends said she was just a beautiful person inside and out to beyond that. It's just scary because you want to think of your child being able to be out in the world and like make good choices on who they're with and even though she was trying to make the choice to not be with this person anymore obviously it backfired for her and shit right it's very scary thinking about your kids starting to date and things like that like because there's some crazy fucking people out there so you just never know well I will move on to my story. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Zodiac Killer? Yes. Did you know there was another Zodiac Killer? No. I did not either. So this is about the New York Zodiac Killer because the other one was in San Francisco Mm -hmm. in the 60s. March 1990, a 40-year-old man, Mario Orozco, was walking home from his restaurant job where he was shot in the back. He survived the shooting, but he could not describe the attacker. A few days later, 34-year-old Herman Montronado was walking home after being out at a bar drinking, and he was shot in the back. He too survived, but just like Mario, he was not able to describe his attacker, or I should say shooter. Detectives were able to retrieve the bullet from Herman. It was a 9mm bullet, but it had no grooves on the bullet. So the detectives thought that this was a homemade gun. They also called that a zip gun. I've never even heard of a homemade gun before. Me either. <laughs> like you just go online and buy a kit, make Probably. your own gun. Or maybe you f- just figure out, okay, you need this mechanism and this, and then you just make it. I don't know. There's, there's a homework assignment for you. Yeah. Two months later in Queens, New York, 78-year-old Joe Prochi was shot at his front door by a 9 millimeter zip gun, and he died later that night at the hospital. Beside where Joe was found... Detectives found a note. The note stated that the killer was going to kill 12 people, one for each astrological sign of the Zodiac. So Virgo, Scorpio, Leo, all of that. So how would he know these victims' birthdays? Mm Hmm. We will get there. The next day at the New York Post newspaper, a similar letter arrived. There were drawings of signs of the Zodiac, charts, and a wheel. And the killer called himself the Zodiac. He claimed responsibility for the killing of the first three victims because he thought that he had killed them when in actuality two of them survived, only one had died. The letter stated he knew all three victims' birthdays and zodiac signs. Mario was a Scorpio, Armand was a Gemini, and Joe was a Taurus. This drove detectives into a huge manhunt because they're like freaking out. Okay, how would he know? And how is he choosing the people? Several months before, the Zodiac had contacted the police before the very first shooting via a letter, but the letter was ignored. The police officers thought that it was some crazy man who wrote it. They even had said that they had um, pinned it on a bulletin board. They thought it was just some crazy something funny. I wonder how often stuff like that actually happens where people send send in letters like that. Like how do you, if if that happens often, how do you choose which ones you take seriously? And Because this is what they call a copycat killer, right? Mm -hmm. Here in the letter, that original one they got, they did find some clues. Basically, the Zodiac killer inside the letter, it had said that he was going to kill all 12 signs that were within the belt. And the only time that he would be able to be stopped is on the nights where the uh, seven sisters and Orion, you couldn't see them. Detectives decide to start working with an astrologer to further figure out what this meant. Orion and the Seven Sisters were not visible on the nights of the shootings, so accurate to what the Zodiac was saying. Then this became the talk of the town and was a huge case to New York. 
in the 60s, like I touched on a little bit before in San Francisco, the Zodiac Killer was running rampant. He had killed six people and wrote similar letters to the police, but he was never captured. Was this the same killer? People started freaking out. They were getting nervous and scared. And the old joke, you know, when you meet somebody out at a bar and you're like, hey, how are you? What's your sign? Mm -hmm. People started freaking out. Like there was one of the cops said a woman had been asked what her sign was and she started screaming and she ran away because she thought maybe this was the killer asking her her sign. Yeah. Detectives had the handwriting of the two Zodiac killers analyzed. So they took ones from the 60s and then ones from the 90s. And this handwriting analysis guy, he noticed that the crossbar on the T, that those would descend and his lowercase f's were also descended. And they said that this was not the same person. So in the newspapers, they called him a copycat killer. See, I'm so smart. That's what I said. You're just brilliant. Just a brilliant ray of sunshine. They also were able to determine that the shootings happened at 21 and 63 day intervals, a three-week cycle, on nights when Orion and the Seven Sisters were not visible. With this knowledge, detectives asked the astrologer to help determine what night the Zodiac Killer would strike next. The astrologer looked at the charts to determine this, and he predicted he would strike next on June 21st, which was also summer solstice, and that happens to be the longest day of the year. June 21st? The Zodiac Killer struck again, but he was on to the police and he decided to change locations and he murdered in Manhattan. He shot a homeless man named Larry who was asleep on a bench. So this guy is like a a dick because you're not even giving anybody any chance to like flee or, you know, he's just killing people or shooting people from the back. And that is scary. Inside of Larry's shoe, detectives found a note from the Zodiac. The letter said he knew Larry was a cancer and he was knocking off another one of the Zodiac signs. He also wrote in the letter that he was pissed off at the people writing articles in the newspaper calling him a copycat killer because there was only one Zodiac killer. So he's taking claims for the San Francisco murders as well. Even though they already know it wasn't him. Yeah, detectives were certain this was not the same guy. Forensics experts took the letter and saturated it with nihydrin, which reacts with amino acids and skin oils. Then they placed it in a humidity chamber, accelerating the chemical process. And once they did this, they were able to reveal a perfect thumbprint. Oh, nice. They photographed that and then compared it to the fingerprint database. This is 1990. They compared it to anybody who had given a fingerprint so from postal workers cops criminals anybody and unfortunately nothing popped up as a match the local newspaper ran in the papers that they had his fingerprint and then they heard nothing from the zodiac for two years 1994 so i guess maybe it was 1992 when they got the fingerprint so two years later 1994 police receive a new zodiac letter in this he stated he was returning 39-year-old Patricia Footy was stabbed in Highland Park, and the Zodiac took credit for the stabbing. She was a Leo. 40-year-old Joseph Diakong was shot in an underpass and killed. He was a Virgo. The Zodiac's next victim was 40-year-old James Weber, and he was shot in the butt in the same location where Joseph Diakong was. He was a Libra. He survived, and he was able to say that he heard the Zodiac laugh and then run into the nearby cemetery. Ew. I wonder why he stabbed. Yeah, one... not his normal MO. Yeah, because every other one he shot them, mm-hmm. just the one person he stabbed. So there was a total of seven victims so far. His eighth victim was Diane Ballard. She was shot. She too survived the shooting, but this time it was weird because she was a Taurus, which his third victim also was a Taurus, and that would make it a repeat Zodiac sign. The Zodiac also took credit for a ninth victim in Highland Park, but police had no record of the shooting, so they couldn't confirm that there was another one. In his letters, he wrote that there were no grooves in the bullets that he used, And he also said the cops would never find him. Well, in the last letter that he had sent, he made a huge mistake. He licked the envelope and stamp and left enough saliva for DNA testing. 
They were able to get a DNA profile because of this. And also inside the letter, there was another code. Kieran Crowley, who was a news reporter, worked on this letter. So what this one was, there was a drawing and there was nine towers. And each of those towers, there was different symbols. So there was 23 different symbols. So he thought, okay, there's 23 of them. This has to be close to the alphabet. So they did like a frequency count so they could say E is the most popular letter in the alphabet that gets used the most. So they kind of broke it down that way. And he also had help from his father-in-law who was a code breaker in World War II. So that's Oh, that's awesome. pretty cool. They found that the symbols were based on an international system of maritime flags. And by finding that out, they were able to read his secret message. The letter said, this is the Zodiac speaking. I am in control. Who mastery? Be ready for more. Yours truly. March 1996, a man in Brooklyn got mad at his younger sister for being alone in the room together with her boyfriend, and he told the boy to leave. When the boyfriend didn't listen, this man shot through the bedroom door. His half-sister Gladys came out to confront him, and he shot her in the butt with a shotgun. Oh my gosh. The police show up and come to find the gunman was keeping the boyfriend hostage. So they had this hostage negotiator come out and try to coax him out. And after three hours, he surrendered. Police had him lower his weapon from the apartment window to them by using a bucket. Then he surrendered. His name was Heroberto Seda, 26-year-old college dropout who lived at home with his mother and his half-sister. Police asked him to provide a written statement about the incident inside the apartment. And when he signed the statement, he put a really strange symbol next to his name. What the hell is this? The statement gets passed around the police station and a lead detective saw the symbol and was like, this is our Zodiac killer. Mm. They checked his fingerprints and compared them to the letter. It matched. Compared handwriting from the letter and the statements and those seemed to be the same. They found that he had 15 zip guns in his possession. There were no grooves on the bullets like normal bullets from a fired gun, but there are tool marks and those get left behind once you polish, cut, or file a piece of metal. And so they compared those bullets and saw that those tool marks looked extremely similar. So he kind of shot himself in the ass, huh? Why did he shoot his sister in the butt with a shotgun? Because that's his M.O., He's crazy. Uh, he was made to give a blood sample. His DNA matched the envelope DNA, and they knew they had him. The detective went in to confront, well, he went by the name Eddie, went to confront Eddie and said, I know you are the Zodiac. Eddie denied it for several hours, but then later he came clean. Another little fun fact, the day of his half-sister's shooting, Orion and the seven sisters were visible in the sky. So normally he wouldn't shoot or kill on those days, but he did. So he was charged with shooting six people and killing three of them. And they had so much evidence on him from the statements, the bullets, prints, handwriting. He was sentenced to 232 years in prison. And he is in prison to this day. How did he know the birthdays? He looked inside the victim's wallets and it was just pure luck. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Well, that's how there ended up being another Taurus then, right? Uh-huh. So I thought that was so interesting because randomly a week ago, Maddie and I sat down and we watched The Zodiac, the movie with Robert Downey Jr. And I still can't believe that case has never been solved. Right. The original Zodiac. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they had a guy that they were going after and then he ended up dying. I think he had a heart attack. And, you know, they make it believe you to believe in this movie that he really would have been would the have person. Been the Zodiac. But it's like... Now, like, the Golden State Killer and how he just got caught. I mean, he is the mm -hmm. creepiest. His – the things he did to people, and I, I do want to cover him, but the Golden State Killer is the creepiest to me where when I've read about him, I lose sleep. I freak out about every little noise. So the fact that he was caught now – Yeah, how many years later was he caught? 50. Right. And it was because of the familial DNA – is insane to me. So I'm surprised that we haven't been able to, you know, put a fork in the real Zodiac right. killer. You would think by now with all the technology we have, right? Mm -hmm. Or I guess he was that good. Yeah. I don't know. And thank God this New York Zodiac killer was a really bad aim because most of his victims survived. Yeah. Otherwise, it could have been real terrible. But for such a young guy, too. Yeah. I'm just glad they caught him when they, when he did or when they did. So that he wasn't able to mm -hmm. kill anyone else. 
And I did believe that his sister did survive that shooting. So in her butt. Because with a shotgun, that could be bad. Yeah. Yeah. So so that is the Zodiac. Yeah, I did not. I never knew that there was a second Zodiac. Me either. And from that, I watched Forensic Files. And what I was kind of bummed about is during Forensic Files, they don't really show you the letters a whole lot, which to me, the letters were very interesting. So I did go on and and look them up just to see everything that he was writing and saying. A lot of it is is gibberish, but it's kind of cool to see these wheels and charts that he made. Yeah. Well, and obviously he had to know a little bit about astrology too. Strange that that's what he chose to use his astrology knowledge for, but... Oh, I looked up a zip gun too. It's just, there's, it's just basically a homemade single shot handgun. And I mean, there's all kinds of, there's ones that are like wooden. Are you going to make one now? No. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm not good at like building things. Even like Ikea furniture, I will, it will be fucked up that when I put it together. That's my jam to put stuff together. Mm-mm. I can have all the instructions in front of me, A, B, C, D, one, two, three, four, whatever. They label all the parts. I, I can't. <laughs> I'm like, wait, where's D? Oh, I already put that on where A should be. Like, See, I'm I, good at that stuff. I'm not. I make. <laughs> we have some furniture like for the kids from IKEA and stuff. I make my husband put that shit together. I'm like, mm. the only thing I ever got really pissed off while putting together was our patio furniture set. <laughs> I literally was angry. I'm like, just I don't care how much we spent on this, just burn it. Throw it in the fucking garbage. Burn the shit to the ground. <laughs> it made me so mad. They would have areas where you'd have to tighten in these nuts and bolts and you'd have like half an inch of space. And it's like, and I'm a female putting this together. How is a man with like big man hands gonna be able to stick his fingers in there? And oh, I was getting so mad. Not all men have big hands. Usually bigger than women, yes. My husband does. That's who I was referring to. Get off my shit today. (laughs) I will say that we had to like take a pause to use the bathroom and whatnot. And she showed me her hand. It does look like she was. It's too late, Gina. It's too late. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear your fake ass apology to me. It's a little swollen. More than 24 hours later, it's still swollen. It's red. You're a bitch. You know what? Other people would (laughs) probably help me out. Make me some soup. You should take a picture of it. Okay, and then we'll post it up on our Insta page. No, we'll you've already like... you've already converted everybody to not give me any sympathy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, poor Mel. All right, y'all. So next week's episode, we decided we are going to do it on jobs that you didn't know existed or were actual jobs. Yes, and this came from one of our brains on a previous episode. Oh, you know what? I think I said it when you were talking about the professional cuddlers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So two weeks ago on our episode, I think it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. I'm going to obviously search for the nasty, dirty ones, but... I mean, me too. (laughs) So if you have a fun job, you do, that maybe not most people know about it, send us in. We want to hear about it. Professional slipper sniffer. Mm Mm-hmm. Remember with that show, uh, Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe? I just watched it with my dad the other day. That's, that's an interesting show. I mean, basically the same thing, but they're all jobs that are like really dirty. Yeah, he was the one that was on. He was working at this snake farm, and I'm not a big fan of snakes. And they interviewed this one of the guys, and like half his finger was missing, and he had gotten it bitten off by a snake. Oh my and gosh. Like, I was like, mm, no, nope, that wouldn't, no. Yeah. <laughs> Would not be. I I wouldn't want to deal with anything like that. I I would. The only job I'd want with animals would be like cuddly, cute ones. You know, (laughs) (laughs) professional kitten cuddler. Yeah, like mark off dolphins for sure. You know, sharks, like alligators, mm -mm, snakes, spiders. Oh yeah, the guy. The guy with the missing finger also had like a huge uh, gash on his hand. It was from an alligator. Like, doesn't nope. seem shocking. Nope. No, thank you. Like, there's no way I would want to handle an alligator. Mm-mm. Agreed. No. So you can send in anything to us, basically. Blonde Moments Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, even if you have a fun story you want to share that has nothing to do with anything, we're here for it. Exactly. You can slide in our DMs. 
Yeah. We love it. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to us and our crazy shenanigans. Shenanigans. All right. I'll end today's episode on our blonde joke. A blonde is working as a lifeguard at a swimming pool when a girl begins to drown, screaming, Lifesaver! Lifesaver! The blonde thinks for a moment and then asks, Cherry or grape? (laughs) 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 I used to love those lifesaver candies. Oh, I just had some.